Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Since we've started the show, I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus. Laying down 100 bucks. Now you've got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code RANTO. You play, you win, you get paid. If you never want to hear me do a commercial like that again, well then won't you subscribe to the Sunranto Show? It only costs a dollar. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. And you get your own RSS feed. We give you all our show notes at certain levels. You get uh, early access to, well, you get early access to everything because I release the Patreon show first. So uh, please subscribe. Uh, Patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Lucho Scali. Sir. I would say that Santa Claus is coming to town, but unfortunately, this is what's coming to town. Oh, say can you see by the light, what so proudly we at the twilight's last gleaming. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. We can stop there, but name that singer. (laughs) Welcome to the Uh, Sun Ranto Show, Johnny Adamatopia. I'm Danny Rocket. Lyle should be by eventually, but name that singer. uh, That would be Juliana Zobrist. Yeah. And, you know, the best part is, like, right when she hits, let's see, I'm going to get to the part where... Like right before this part, Kyle Hendricks, you know, our, our wonderful starting pitcher on the Chicago Cubs. It, they, it, he's standing right behind Ben Zobrist, who the camera has panned to, and he's just biting the 
fuck out of his lip. He's just like, <laughs> and here's a man that does not show emotion, and in, and here he has to stifle it. It's just, you know. Um, hi everybody, this is the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. We got Johnny Anamanapi on to do a Nationals preview. Um, Lyle was trying to come by, but he's got one bar of service in Western Massachusetts. And frankly, when he called in, it sounded like total shit. So I kicked him off the show for the time being until he gets to somewhere where it makes more sense for him to record. He may be by, he may not be. Michael Cotton's got a day job because all you, because not all of you support us on Patreon, so he doesn't get paid. And, um, well, our top story is, of course... And I was shitting on myself. So don't shit on me. You know her. You love her. Juliana Zobrist has filed for divorce from the Cubs. One and only Ben Zobrist with the help of her lawyer, Burger Schatz. (laughs) 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 She no longer feels alive. The marriage was not shatterproof. And, uh, well, her uh, self-help book, Pull It Off. Well, I can't wait for Pull It Off 2, which is all about pulling off your wedding ring <laughs> and, well, getting divorced. Well, uh, you know, what can I say? I was absolutely correct, I believe. I, I, Johnny, I don't know if you were on the original show where I – you were. You were on the I'm- show when I said exactly that it was her, and I bet you that it was her – that was uh, stepping out. I don't see Ben doing it. I said she's not a Christian, and she's out there. That was I'm right, right? I believe you had that. You definitely said it was on her because it's easy to to see in the press, like TMZ. A lot of people jump to, "Well, he's on the road a lot. There's a lot of fans and hotels." Sure. But you you said no. That's not it. That's not what happened. It was her, and it, and we don't know that it was. But uh, certainly it looks like it was. <laughs> I mean, because, uh, you know, I saw all the filings and you probably all did, too, that are listening to this show because, uh, you know, we are the TMZ of, of Cubs podcast. But it seems like he filed in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason he filed there is because uh, I guess uh, I forget what the phrase is, but it's something like not acting as if you're in a marriage. <laughs> Did you see that? You know, it's something like... Yeah, the state recognizes that if one party stepped out, that there can be some punishment yeah, for it. Yeah, like maybe you lose the kids, you get a little less money. So Ben filed in Tennessee, uh, but he's the defendant in Cook County in Illinois. Mm. And uh, haven't we all been there, Ben? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> come on, Ben. Just j- join us. We've uh, all had uh, the people versus shats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I've definitely had me me versus my burger shats. Yeah, I've never won. Well, and I did look up Burger Shats's website, and it was interesting because, uh, you know, I, I I assumed there wasn't a man named Burger Shats, and I was right. It's a man named Burger and a man named Shats. And I would just have oh, liked they're, they're like the Salino and Barnes of, of <laughs> <Yeah>. diarrhea. <laughs> exactly. And but I could really see why they didn't go with Schatzberger. I am really <laughs> see why they chose the way they did it. Listen, Peter, I know that you're a senior in this organization, <laughs> but we just can't have your name go first. Yeah, As junior partner, I'm making this decision. decision. We're not going with Schatzberger. <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, it, it kind of stinks. I mean, you know, the Cubs are eating a Schatz burger right now. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, he's gone and he's on uh, administrative leave. I know that's what it's not called. It's not restricted list. I think it's restricted list. If you were a cop, you'd be on desk duty. Desk duty. I mean, and I and I get it. And I have a friend that w- actually lives in by the Chicago residence and heard from a friend who heard there were moving <laughs> who heard there were moving trucks at the Zobrists. So actually, there were. It's just a th- two degrees of separation from that information. So it's all happening. But he's gone, and is it him moving? I don't know. Is it her moving? I don't. You know, I I, I find it hard to understand. There's there's a limited number of games. It's your profession. Isn't there a day off when you can go deal with all this stuff? That it well, it just seems like can it wait? Well, and well, and well, maybe it can't. Maybe it's just like I can't look at you one more day because you've cheated on me for the last time. Whatever you know. I mean, it stay might in a ho- stay in a hotel and get up to bat. I, I I don't see it. And even your manager said, I, I know I can be there. I can relate. This is It's a hard thing to go through. I don't know. I'd be like, get out there. Put your uniform on. Well, and it might be the best for him emotionally. Just like get your head clear. Just go play baseball. Get some physical activity. You know, focus on something completely different because he's just out there getting divorced right now. He's like in Tennessee talking with Burger Schatz. And eating a shit burger. And I agree with you. Like, it would ju- it would be better for him. I mean, I don't know if it's better for the Cubs in a way. He was mm. batting 241, 99 plate appearances, just one extra base hit. It was just a double. He was still taking his walks, but he wasn't, you know, he does this little bat wiggle. I don't know if you're familiar with it, especially when he's left-handed. But, um, you know, he, he kind of looked more hulky than usual. Mm. And, and I don't know. It just, something was looking off and... You know, it's the last year of his contract, which, by the way, is not lost on me that this is the last year of that, well, whatever, $12, $14 million contract, depending on how you you know count it with a signing bonus and all that. But it's the last year, and then Juliana is like, yeah, I found somebody new. I'm out of here because now they were just going to live on that money that he made all those years. And, get, you know, go to Turks and Caicos and Bermuda and, you know, finally travel the wine country of France. But how badly would he have had to have saved for her to think that, well, that's it. Like, we spent it all. There's no more income. Time to move on to whoever else. Well, and who the hell else that with more money? Exactly. It did who, did, who did she meet in confession? Or I don't know what she's up to. But that, you know has more money than a professional athlete. Yeah, who made $12 million. If I made $12 million this year, you can guarantee that I would make it last for the rest of my life, even if I had a five-person family like Ben Zobris does. Sure, I mean, it and was, that's just one year. And it <laughs> would be easy. It would be, I mean, just on the interest, I'd be like, we're living off the interest. Like, we're staying in this house, <laughs> you know? You know, another thing about... Uh, him not playing is that not all of the information is out and we can only speculate what the information is and what other shoe might drop, but you don't want to be out there. Do you remember at the, uh, the all-star game? It's a famous name. I don't know, but you know, these, these kids get out there or these players get out there and while they're at bat, the 
the tweet that they wrote in high school, some disparaging tweet oh, they wrote. Oh, yeah. Well, it happened it, to Josh Hader. Uh, we all hate him still, by the way, here because he's a brewer. Mm-hmm. And he had some racist tweet and, and uh, homophobic, too. Exactly. So I, probably what you don't want is Zobrist up at the plate or out in the middle of an inning and suddenly something breaks, you know, some sort of salacious information comes out, gets, you know, and everyone in the stadium knows and he doesn't know. And oh, right. I guess you can avoid all that. Yeah. I, and and he might be done. And that's the thing, too. I mean, it's really kind of sad because he really had an amazing hat. I'm talking about him in past tense already, but he had an amazing career. And uh, he won two World Series in back-to-back years with the Royals and then the Cubs. And, you know, it, he's he seems like a really nice guy. Like, we don't know these dudes. He might be a total asshole and we don't know. But he really does not seem – I mean, he, you know, has like Cub fans coming to his house on Halloween and taking pictures with them. And, you know, but, hey, fucking John, Wacy, John Wayne Gacy was a clown, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, we don't know. But – um. You know, from what you could see, he was a nice guy, and she was the crazy person. So, to me, it's like to to have his career end in this terrible way, and maybe he's... I mean, sure, if she was stepping out, he's embarrassed, he's, uh, you know, obviously really sad and angry, and, you know, there's kids involved. It's just terrible, and you don't necessarily want him in a baseball game with all that hanging over his head, even if it's not something salacious that drops in the middle of his at-bat, you know? And Jamie, I don't know the players as well as you, and I don't know them at all, but what if this whole personal thing gets resolved and he signs on for one more year? He's like, you know what? I'm looking forward to being single on the road. I've got everything taken care of. My my kids are happy. And then he can go out and, and not end on this note and just have a – is it possible for him to have a redemptive season? Well, it is, but, I mean, well, this year, sure. I mean, in fact, I think most Cub fans would love to have him back. I think we'd be super supportive, and I think that regardless of what he does on the field, baseball-wise, we all know he's a great player who's going to put together some great at-bats for you and professional in all ways. So if he can come back this year, he'll have more support than anything from Cubs fans, mm. you know, and especially because – all his walk-up songs will change. And that's what we're really most excited about. We just want to hear new songs, Benzo. So come on back and give us, uh, I don't know, give us some Janae Cherry. That's the, uh, that's our reliever Brad Brock's wife who sang the national anthem way better. <laughs> the uh, Just the week before, um, this all broke. So I'm wondering... If, if yeah, I'm just wondering if that's like what kind of kicked it off there. It's like Janae Cherry went out there, sang the national anthem, and blew Juliana out of the water. And then uh, Juliana's like, "That's it! I I told you to put in your contract that nobody's allowed to sing it but me and Wayne Mesmer and that guy that holds the note free long." <laughs> oh, that's not Wayne. No, he holds it semi long. He's older. Not, He's older. Twenty one seconds. No, he's older now. He can't hold it quite as long. <laughs> I can relate. Yeah. You know, Juliana must have good PR people working for her, or at least Berger and Schatz do, because all the articles I saw just said, as if it were from a press release, that she is a successful recording artist. Like, it didn't. It didn't say, you know, that... And that's kind of the thing, because I got a little backlash from... Because I posted the... I was tipped off <laughs> the mm. night before and that there there was a, um, you know, that it had gone 
uh, onto the website of Cook County. Mm. And so I just, it's fairly easy. You just put in the name Zobrist and there it was. I'm like, whoa. And I knew the news hadn't broke because it wasn't searchable in any way. So I just, you know, hey, this is happening. And, um, you know, and then people, I got some backlash being like, mind your own fucking business. You know, what do you think you're doing? You know, this is not, it has nothing to do with you. And, and but by the way, I totally agree with those people. You know what I mean? <laughs> Me like too. it is, it, but I have a Cubs podcast. And even though this is not necessarily Cubs news, it kind of is, but that's not even the reason why. Like the, the, the reason is, is because I actually wanted to break the news and have the credit like an asshole. Like, and mm. I will admit that, and I felt a little dirty about it because I do enjoy, you know, the notoriety that, uh, yeah, I've done a lot of things that give me more notoriety than, let's say, respect. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And I trade sure. in, in this world. But so I, first of all, I totally agree with anybody that has anything sideways to say to me about, you know, even talking about this on the show right now. But, uh, you know, I think uh, my point back is that is to your point previously, which is she has a book called Pull It Off. She goes on talk shows. She, you know, she, I've seen her sing on WGN on the morning show. She gets to sing the national anthem. You know, I don't know or think that if this was Wilson Contreras' wife, this was Brad Brock's wife, even though she did sing the national anthem and has a actually a pretty good country career of her own but like if this was anybody else's wife it would not be as big of a news story as it is with juliana zobrist who's been trying to sell a shit this for five years already she's a public figure she's a public figure and not that that makes it okay to like now pry into somebody's personal life but public figures choose to be public figures mm -hmm. and they want all the positive attention then when something goes wrong and we're like hey we were paying attention to you because we wanted because you wanted us to and now you don't want us to pay attention to you well that's you know that that's not gonna fly like you can't it's a double-edged sword. Fame, it, it always is. So you can say what you want about not, you know, wanting to pay attention or needing to pay attention. But the fact is Ben Zobris is off that the team and it's fun to speculate about and entertaining too. <laughs> so, but I feel bad for Ben. So I hope, hope he comes back this year and we can, because it was might have been his last year anyway. Like, you know, he's 37. Hmm. You know, I don't think he, he definitely doesn't get another big contract if he wanted to keep playing. This was his big one. And I hope it just doesn't end on such a sour note. You know, he's the World Series fucking MVP. Well, maybe after the All-Star break, you know, everyone gets a little break. Things get settled. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I feel bad for the guy. So um, since Lyle isn't here, uh, let me see if he's anywhere close where I was going to do the state of the bull penis, but I don't really have to, but yet I will play the song. Cause for some reason, even though it has to do with presidents, I like it. It's now time for the state of the bull penis. Unfortunately, our bull penis, incredibly flaccid after they blew the game after you Darvish pitched his best game of the year last night. But I have, I do have some uh, bull penis stats here. They were sent in from a good friend of the show, uh, Jose Orlando Mercado. Um, he also wrote a little script that was uh, kind of a Viagra. I didn't have time to produce it, but I, it'll be out there soon. 
Um, it's like a little Viagra commercial for your flaccid bull penis when, nice. when your bull penis is bad. When your bull penis bad. But he he put some stats up that I thought I'd share with you. So thank you, Jose Orlando. Um, uh, the bull penis uh, has a runs allowed per game ratio of th- uh, no that no wait wait is that right three point nine eight. I wonder if that's just the bull penis. I think it is. He says that's sixth best in the MLB. But doesn't that seem like a lot? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe I'll have to look into that stat a little bit more. Um, five of the Cubs' losses this year have come at the hands of our relievers. That is ninth best in the major leagues. Houston is uh, number one, and Cincinnati, who the Cubs are facing now, are dead last with eleven blown. Wow. Blown. So, uh, yeah, their their uh, starting pitching has been nails. So, and we're going to see their best guy today. Then, uh, uh, the uh, there are seven blown saves. The Cubs have seven blown saves, sixth worst in the MLB. So that's kind of mixed results here. Yeah, you're in the middle. Um, seventeen holds, eighth worst. So that's not great. Those are two kind of really bad stats, though, that I put a little more weight on. And 33% of inherited runners score against the Cubs bullpen, which is 10th worst in the MLB. So that's pretty bad. Uh, They're not holding. Obviously, if they're not holding, they they score. (laughs) Um, The Nationals are dead last, Johnny. Dead last. In probably every one of those things. 43%. Well, I think Jose would have pointed it out. Jose Orlando would have pointed it out. The Nationals were dead last in anything else, but he felt the need because he knew I was coming out with you today to, uh, well, there's your state of the bull penis. It's not, it's not good, but, you know, Johnny, well, let me play. I, you need a theme song. Home to the Nationals here in old BC. We're ever true to the red white. Should I keep going? As Washington no. fights for victory. So welcome. Come on, John. You gotta to write a better song than this. Our own capital team. Pledge Don't worry. Allegiance. Dude, why? It's so bad. But by by the way. Just because that has 47 views on YouTube does not make it the official Nationals theme song. It is. It says, new for 2009. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> it says right here. <laughs> does it have more than 1,000 views? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't think it okay. does. Uh, it does. Yeah. And, it, and probably mostly since 2009. From you and me. <laughs> from you and me on the show being like, this song is horrible. Now, it's the- annoying because... This is the challenge with the theme song. A lot of things in D.C. are military marches, like that one has the snare drum in it and stuff like that, and that can sort of represent America in that way. But D.C. is not trying to represent America. It's not like the 4th of July fireworks on the Capitol Mall. It's a baseball team that's local to D.C., and so I think that the fight song should be a go-go song a la Chuck uh, Brown, yeah, well, which how, is DC's music. Now, how? Yeah, that was uh, the scene. What in the eighties? 
Yeah, 80s and in 90s, uh, he invented Go-Go. There's a couple songs that made it um, that made it national and were sampled. But, I mean, that's the music of D.C. Now, I was a, I grew up in the suburbs. I'm white. So it was not part of my upbringing, but I, I, but whatever that shit was is terrible that you just played. Yeah. Well, how do you, do you like this one? We're nuts about the nuts. We're nuts about the nuts. What do you think? <laughs> Better? <laughs> no. All right, how about this one? For the land of oh, what? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes, 2005, baby. Wait, let me ask you this. Is, is this like a, a parody of a ACDC song? Yeah, it sounded like it was about to be Dirty Deeds. Yeah, Dirty Deeds! Nationals! <laughs> we are the Nationals! <laughs> we are the Washington Nationals. Um, Yeah, it's... Yeah, well, what, Johnny, you gotta write it. That's, that's why I'm playing these songs, because we all know that you're a better songwriter than any of those fools so the nationals need a fight song and it should come from you that's all thank you for encouraging me can i play uh, four seconds of chuck brown busting list oh yeah please do this is not a national theme song but or we can't we can't hear it out here okay all right i'll i'll find it it's called busting loose by chuck brown yeah, it's uh Yeah, Bustin' Loose, Chuck Brown. Oh, there's the karaoke version. See? It's already half written for you. <laughs> Just use this one. All right, here we go. Okay, we only can do seven seconds. Nationals in Washington. Dude, it writes itself. Bryce Harper's God. In Dusty, we trusty. Keep what you got until you get what you need, y'all. In Dusty, we trusty. <laughs> yeah. In Dusty, we trusty. You got to give a lot just to get what you need sometimes, y'all. Hopper's gone. <laughs> Bryce Hopper's gone, yeah. <laughs> Let's just get to the bridge now. National. Oh, yeah. Nationals, I feel like nationals, Washington nationals. Yeah, dude. So that's my point. I I think that the theme song needs to be something like that. I mean, funky that is EC heritage that is born and and bred. Yeah, but I mean, do you think that's going to attract the Brett Kavanaugh's to buy season tickets <laughs> <laughs> and come down and uh, you know with his little black robe on in the first row and. <laughs> I'm sure the prostitutes that he allegedly is buying will enjoy it. Yeah, there's a pretty shady hotel not too far away that I stayed at once. 
Um, all right, well, let's talk about the Nationals. It's Johnny's favorite team. Cubs are going to play him in Washington, D.C. this weekend, starting Friday, which is tomorrow. And right now, I'm, it was 4-4 to against the Mets in the rubber game of the series because they split the first two. Do you know what's happening live uh, right now? This just in, the Nationals scored two in the bottom of the fifth to take a 6-4 to lead. Oh, maybe they can get ahead of the Mets in the Central because that's the next team, but they're still three and a half. Well, yeah, three and a half behind the Mets. Seven games out in the division. Um, the Brewers are currently handling the Phillies seven to three. Yeah. So, so, that would, so if, if we could get another game today, that would be great. Six. Yeah. I mean, it's a long season and it might yeah. be extra long for the Nationals who are three and seven in their last 10. They're eight under Wait, seven under or eight under right now? Because I don't know if I changed my... Uh, they are eight under 500. And uh, I don't know. Tell me about your team. Like, why is it going... Here's the thing about the division, though. You know, you're in a competitive division. If you look at the East, almost the entire season out of the last 10, all the teams have been five and five, four and six, three and seven. You know, there's... Even the Phillies are at six and four, but if they lose today, they're probably going to be back to five and five. I mean, it's no one's doing well in that division. So obviously the Nats are awful, but it's still early enough to turn it around. Yeah. And I mean, I do wonder if they have the, you know, just I've watched a couple games because you're a fan of the team. And and I know you just went and saw them against the Dodgers, uh, you know, this weekend or this last weekend. And like, it seems like there's some key pieces missing to the team. And I'm wondering what you think those might be. Like you lost well, Harper and you kind of replaced him with young dudes, but you're, is it just the injuries that are killing you? Like what's going on? Yeah, it's been Illinois for us because uh, we lost we lost four players in one week to the to Illinois. Illinois. I mean that's that's huge. And there was a point two weeks ago where there was only one player from the starting lineup, one original starter left, um, and so. Just in the last week, we've started having uh, some players come back. Rendon was off to a, a hot start, and then uh, he broke his finger, squaring up to a bunt. Um, so he's back, and he's um, he's gone six for eight against the Mets. So, how, how about Zimmerman? Is he back? I saw he was hurt. Zimmerman still has – I've never Googled it. What's that plantar fasciitis thing in the foot? I always just thought it was a wart, but he's been out for weeks. You know what? I don't know. I so looked he, it up before, and I was just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can't walk. <laughs> so Zimmerman's been out, and then um, our young uh, Magic Juan Soto, um, he's back. Uh, his bat has not warmed up yet, but uh, it's good to have his yeah, field. Young, young dude, and uh, to go along with, like, because uh, Robles, Victor Robles and Michael Taylor, they're both young dudes too, right? That's right, and there was a game uh, about 10 days ago where the Nationals – made history by having three 19-year-olds, I'm sorry, two 19-year-olds and one 18-year-old homer in the same game. Wow. That, so that just showed the potential presence of youth on the team. There was three home runs by um, by players 19 and under. Kind of reminds me of the Cubs a few years back, you know. Not 19, they weren't bringing them up that young, but... Still, you know, the, the, is that too young, though? I, I always wonder. I mean, I, you, some, Ooh, yes, yes, it is too young. And and one of those guys has been um, sent back down because he um, he was hot for a couple games, just a kid. 
And then uh, he went like 162 over the next 10 games and they sent him back down. And they were seeing that one of the biggest fears is messing with his head. Like if he comes up to the majors too early, just does not perform, then he'll possibly think that he'll never be able to do it. So they wanted to get him down, get his confidence back up. Yeah. Overexposure maybe to too much too mm-hmm. soon. And then um, speaking of too much, uh, Fat Adams, I guess he ate too much food because he's on the DL as well. Um, Trevor Rosenthal. So you lost a shitty. Oh, old, no. Oh, shitty no. Old he is pitch. not on the DL. He's on fake DL. Do you want to talk about him? Yeah. Let's talk about Trevor Rosenthal. We know him well from being on the Cardinals for years. Maybe Great. So uh, he was out last season uh, after um, injury and surgery. So he has had a national exposure season. ESPN reported this. Rosenthal, in his first pitch, in, in, he's the first pitcher in Major League Baseball to allow at least one run without recording any outs in four straight appearances. So over four <laughs> appearances, he faced nine batters. All nine of them scored. Wow. No outs. And so after four appearances, which is a lot, he had, yeah, an, infinite, he had an infinite ERA. It was all people could talk about in D.C. <laughs> oh, it was, my it was, God. It was a number divided by zero. So then he finally came in. His last appearance, he had an ERA of 40, which was an improvement. He threw 31 pitches. Four of them were wild. He hit a batter at 96 miles an hour. But because he got out of the inning, his ERA went from 40 to 36. And um, he is down in the minors. He is not not injured. But um, he's pitching tonight in the minors, and he's pitching Friday. And they're saying that maybe he'll be back up for Saturday and Sunday. He could be be healed. Yeah, I see him down in uh, double A. Doing rehab, yeah. he had two rehab starts. That I, I, I stupid ad blocked. I got you know thrown off their page. Yeah, Washington, Washington Post is a tough one to get through. Um, and then Trey Turner, uh, you said I know we were texting before. Uh, he's your favorite player on the Nationals, and and he's a speedster and an outfielder as well. Um, he'll be back for the weekend series. You're hoping. Yeah, there. Uh, he took batting practice today, and um, and whatever they do, defensive warmups. And so the hope is that uh, he'll be playing in the games with you all. All right. Well, he's my uh, favorite. You know, and he he scored. He, I'm sorry, he got so many stolen bases in just the first couple games that uh, even three weeks after he was on the injured list, he still was number one with steals. Um, so he's he's since been surpassed, but uh, if you face him this weekend, he's definitely going to be stealing because it was his finger. He broke his finger, um, and so he is fine to just be sprinting if he gets on base. He's got to wear that little oven mitt that sometimes the runners wear. You ever see him with that mitt on? You know, I think that mitt is an advantage. It gets you like an extra inch on your run. You might as well wear it if it gives you if if it does. Yeah, why not? It's like people they should like run with pointers. Like map pointers <laughs> yeah. and get an extra three feet. <laughs> Even better, like just get one of those giant foam fingers. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. with like the big <laughs> Is that what you were talking about? Better safe than sorry. <laughs> oh man. So um yeah, and you know, the thing about it, and I you gotta wonder how much of this is, you know, your your new manager that was the Cubs old bench manager, Dave Martinez. 
you know, uh, the I like to look at the Pythagorean theorem on the baseball reference page of what they say the their record should be based on their run differential and uh, mm. and it's um, they said they that the Nats are actually two games worse than they should be mm. with their negative twenty five run differential. And I notice you're playing worse at home than on the road, and I don't know what that's about, but that's always just yeah. weird when that happens because well, you know. there's just been no, you know, uh, over the weekend we didn't get a hit until the sixth inning off of. Oh no, we didn't get a hit until the eighth against the Dodgers. It was a um, a, a bid for a no hitter, and then finally got a, a hit in the eighth. And then the next game against the Mets, we didn't get a hit until the sixth. So at one point, the Nats had scored runs in two of 36 innings. They're just the, – they brought up these kids, and they started whiffing. It was, it's a lot about injuries, not backing up the pitchers. and It's a lot of dumb mistakes, unearned runs. Like, I wonder what – I didn't look it up, but I wonder like who leads the league in unearned runs. Like That's always a, a weirdly telling stat, you know? No, here's the problem with the unearned runs is that um, this just happened yesterday where the the Nats are playing defense and they don't turn the double play. It's an easy double play. Um, our second baseman, who's the fill-in for the fill-in, throws it to the fill-in for the fill-in first baseman. We got Para playing first base, even though he's an outfielder, because Zimmerman is out and Howie Kendrick was out. So we're down to our third person playing first. And the double play is not... It, it, they don't get it. And then the Mets went on to score four runs that inning. So that's not even in a statistic because you can't assume the double play. Right, but, yeah. So there's so many plays like that where it's just rookie mistakes, mental errors, well, things like that you, that don't even make the stat line. I looked up this one play that uh, you told me about here in the script, about, and I, and I looked at it. Robles at, uh, I guess it was second and third. That's right. And they got a walk to load to load, and the bases got loaded. And yeah, then- so the Nationals take a walk, and while the batter is walking to first base, Robles, who was the runner on second, just started walking to third. Yeah, he thought the bases were loaded already, right? It's unclear. He said in the post game that he thought it was a dead ball, and then he was going over to talk to the third base coach. What? To, yeah, what, to what tell him said. a joke. I mean, I'd see that happen sometimes on like pitching changes, but not necessarily on walks. Like you just don't go trot down there and be like, "Hey, should I try to score on a single to right?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, he's like, "I'll tell you, dude. I'll wave you in, bro." When when you touch the rim of your hat, does that mean run? Yeah, or I totally slide? forgot. <laughs> I know Man, we so it, it was two weeks just ago. Those kind of mistakes. It's so bad. Yeah. So oh, so they threw him out at second. So the catcher. It took forever. Everyone on the field in the stadium is yelling, throw it a second, throw it a second. The second baseman wasn't even there covering, but the second baseman ran over and they threw behind him and he got thrown out just walking to third. So the Dodgers fans are one win above replacement or, or one D, like they've got a plus one DRC plus. Yes, the Dodger yeah. fans got an yeah. assist. Um, the other day, I think it was Sunday, I was sitting out in the bleachers with the Rally Banana and Bleacher Jeff and Tony and everybody. 
uh, the regular crew, except for Rally Banana, but we'll make him part of our regular crew as long as he keeps wearing that dirty banana costume to the games. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome with us anytime. But um, there was this play in which Kyle, this ball was kind of a sinking liner, and Kyle Schwarber, the left fielder, got turned around on it. Mm. And he he got leather on it, but then he didn't know where it was when, when it dropped and it was behind him. Bleacher Jeff yelled, hey, it's behind you. It's behind you. <laughs> and, and he did. He turned around and the run did not score. Like it, he, got, he got it. And I was like, dude, you're you're got a DRC plus of one. <laughs> he's Wait the 10th man. Yeah, he's the 10th. We we are the 10th man. So uh, the Nationals also haven't – they only have 10 games against the NL Central, but uh, they're 2-8. and eight. So mm. it's, it's not – hasn't been good. And I think that – I mean, man, luckily for you guys that you at least have the Marlins to beat up on. Yeah, but we, we lost. I think we lost 2 or 3 to them earlier <laughs> oh, this season. God. They have 10 wins. <laughs> yes, and most of them are against us. I'm going to look that up right now. I want to know – uh, well, I, I don't care, actually. But can you imagine, like, you end up the season and, like, you know, 40% of the Marlins wins are against the Nationals. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't think that Martinez gets to keep his job. Uh, we did point. lose twice. Yeah, we're two. <laughs> we lost twice to the Marlins early on. So, um, yeah, uh, the Cubs, you know, comparing the two offenses, have a higher OPS by 100 points, and it's uh, fourth best in the majors the Nats are in the bottom third so you're not really hitting uh the Cubs have hit five more home runs in two less games but both teams are kind of average and uh the Cubs walk a ton and our third place in the majors the Nats are in the bottom one third of the majors that's because we lost Bryce we used to be number one in strikeouts and walks yeah, yeah, and but you still strike out a lot, so don't worry about that. Uh, you're second in the National League, so you didn't lose. You could be first, but Bryce laughed, and you know. Uh, Do you know that he he has the most strikeouts going into today? Oh, aren't you so glad you did not resign Bryce Harper? I am, and I just want to say it's all theoretical. But what is he hitting like two twenty three or yeah. something like that? Uh, he has the lowest batting average on his team of any position player. Number one in strikeouts. But just this morning, I was listening to Washington Sports Radio, and they're like, yeah, but, you know, the Nats missed the threat. It's the threat of having to pitch around him. I'm like, I don't know. It's he's hitting 220. That's not a threat. Yeah, I mean, there's still like the – but he has the potential to – I mean, first of all, guys that have to sit there. I mean, we do this show, you know, twice a week. Guys that have to sit there for three hours a day, every single day, they got to think of something to talk about. Sure, they got to fill time. So, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, let's let's talk about Harper again. You know, I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, every time, you know, but, you know, I, I do kind of see that as like if you can line up some sort of murderer's row sort of situation, you know, it's better for you. And because it slots everybody back in a way when you don't have – you did lose a home run threat from yes. your – lineup you know and yeah. who's he replaced with probably not somebody with the potential that harper has but um but i don't know if harper is i, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with harper or well i know what's wrong with joey Votto. he's old but that's who we're facing now but mm-hmm. i mean he's he's obvious he, he's it says here um new york post headline bryce harper is getting desperate 
<laughs> wow. And, and we and he's a, a 0.4 war player this year so far. Um uh yeah, where is his strikeouts? I'm looking at fifty seven leads the league in strikeouts, but is also leading the league in walks. Right. So but he's only got seven home runs, and that's not even close to anywhere. On, I mean, that's what like Jason Hayward has, right? Yeah, we we have we have guys on our team that have seven. Yeah, yeah, and then and those walks again. Anyone who wants to defend him, they're like, look at his on base percentage. It's like okay. Well, yeah, I mean, three sixty eight. You'll take that slugging four thirty three. You'll kind of take that. He's got eleven doubles. I mean, you know, it's he's he's a the per eight oh one OPS right, and he's. 12% better than the the next, uh, like, well, the average player, OPS plus. Uh, 12% better than average. But, you know, that's not worth that money. Exactly. You better be, you know, last year he was 134 OPS plus. The year before, 156. You know, in, in uh, his MVP year of 2015, he had a 198. He was right. nearly 100% better than everybody, <laughs> you know. So um, and we've always seen he's a second half hitter. You know, he'll come back and he might go he might hit 333 down the stretch, you know. Yeah. But, so, anyway, but you, I don't miss him. That's what I'm saying. You don't miss him, but uh, the offense seems to be scuffling a little bit because it because of it. But you guys do steal bases and uh Victor Robles is one of the main uh, thieves and then yep. uh, uh, possibly train Trey T- Turner coming back. But it's part of your game. Um so and uh, the Cubs are twelfth in total run scored. Nats are twenty first, and there's a I believe. See right now, I think there's like a. Let me do the math real quick in my head. You won by four last night, right? So there's a thirty three, no twenty nine point spread between the Cubs. Cubs have scored twenty nine more runs. How about pitching? I know you got a great um, starting staff veteran know-how out there absolutely and there's um i don't know all these stats as well as you but there's one that i read about that is called fip oh yeah yeah there's basically like like yeah not factoring in that you're you're possibly shitty defense exactly exactly and so um the fip when you don't factor in the national shitty defense is the best in the national league so Scherzer goes out there and Strasburg and Corbin, they're they're getting tons of strikeouts. They're doing everything they need to do. Not a lot of walks, efficient innings. Um, and then they're just consistently having to get five or six outs every inning because of the errors behind them. Well, you know, <clears throat> the Cubs have a team that loves to put pressure on shitty defenses. Mm. By trying to take extra bases, you know, Javier Baez will stretch a single into a double all the time. Chris Bryant's been doing that lately, too. So I, I think that's something that, you know, would that you might want to look for in this series of just like, how is he on third on a bunt? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's just like, well, he just kept running. <laughs> like, I, I, I would I'm going to predict something here and I don't want to step on Cub Shradamus's toes. I'm predicting a le- little. Wait, he has toes. I always imagined him floating. Oh no, he, he unfortunately has toes, and you should Ugh. see the fungus. I mean, because he, he wears sandals in that robe, you know, it's so oh, gross. God. Yeah, okay. But I'm going to predict a little league uh, home run by, okay. the, by the Cubs in the it, it, during this series. Somebody's hitting a little league home run. It, it, you know, cue the Benny Hill music moment. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, and it'll be. And I think it'll be an, in, an infield hit. It's not like it'll go. 
you know, fly to the gap and then it's misplayed off the wall. Like I think it'll go right past our second baseman. And and it'll be the ninth it'll be in the ninth inning of a one one game. <laughs> and, right? And and uh Max Scherzer's still on the mound, right? So and one of the errant throws, Max Scherzer gets hit in the head and his brown eye turns blue. Wow. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I think I mean it seems like I think those are one to one odds. Yeah, yeah, it has to happen. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. So, uh, pitching wise, you have the fewest saves in the major major leagues, What's- which is not fair to the pitcher necessarily because we're just getting blown out a lot of games. So we don't even bring in our closer. Nah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. but fewest saves. I mean, that's not great. And your closer is Sean Doolittle, that's who right. I believe I asked on. Two shows ago, if you would give him to the Cubs for, I don't know, Addison Russell, yeah, yeah. would you make that trade with me? You want some? let the wife beater start anew, and we get a really cool dude to shore up our the back half of our bull he- bullpen? He is really cool. He looks like he makes artisanal beer. <laughs> he certainly does. <laughs> Do little draft. I always imagine him going out to the to the mound with an apron on, like a leather apron. Yeah, right. He's just like, well, I used to be a butcher, but I gave that up to brew artisanal beer, make my own honey. Exactly. (laughs) I got sort of a smith. I keep bees on my roof with my chickens in my beard. (laughs) In my a beard of bees. Now that (laughs) see, he's the kind of guy that would pitch with a beard of bees. He's that kind of dude. That's why I want him on the Cubs. Can we please have him? You uh, would be good. I'll even throw in another two thirty hitter, just like Bryce Harper. <laughs> sure up, yeah, we got a couple of those guys. Um, so uh, yeah, pitching wise, the Cubs have the third best earned run average in the majors, and the Nats have an ERA that's a run and a half higher in the mm-hmm. bottom third. Uh, so that's all. That's all bullpen, right? Yeah, it is because. The starters for the Cubs are three fourteen. The Nats are just half a run higher. You know, or no, they're a run higher at four fourteen. Mm. Now let's talk about bull penis. Yep. The relievers, the Cubs. I I didn't look at it after last night. They gave up a couple runs, but it was at three seventy seven. The Nats were almost double over six. There you go. That's our bullpen. And that's an improvement because uh, <laughs> oh, they fired the pitching coach. Oh, no. Of course you would. Of course. And then the um, the bullpen went something like 17 innings without giving up a run uh, last week. So, that happens um, even to shitty bullpens, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. You run into a scuffling team that can't hit, you know, and they're, you know, then your bullpen all of a sudden, you know, looks like murderer's row. And it's always a coin flip, Danny, because – Today, for example, our starting pitcher went out in the third inning, and so uh, you know he gave up four runs and he was hurt. And so today has been all relievers, and they're doing great. Like you never know. They're, they and our radio guys are the best, and they'll say like, "He's got a nine point three ERA and uh, gave up six runs yesterday," and then the the guy will go five. You'll get five outs in a row. It, I, I can never, you never know. It's, let me put it this way. I don't have a feeling like, oh, this reliever that's coming in, he's going to be troublesome. Or this guy is, he's a lock. It's, I never know any of them could give up a grand slam. And, or, and even or with no one on base. <laughs> yeah, they'll give up four runs to one really good hitter. 
Well, and then I'm looking at who you got. You got uh, Joe Ross, who was in the your your rotation before, a former starter. Right? Yeah, and then you, you got Bear Claw, Claw who I mm-hmm. love, who was from the Marlins. I don't know if he's any good, but I think he was good against us. Um, Matt, well, he, he, he's pitching right now. He's he's gotten six scoreless outs against yeah, the Mets. He was good. He was like the Marlins' only good bullpen guy. And then um, Matt Grace, who we always like to pretend is Mark Grace's illegitimate son. <laughs> from one of his slump busters uh, back in the in the late nine, 80s, early 90s. And then uh, Dan Jennings, who I believe was a Jeopardy champion. champion. <laughs> yeah, he did 74 uh, consecutive wins on Jeopardy. Yeah. And um, he he did a scoreless inning today with two outs. And then uh, Fetty Wap, Eric Fetty. Fetty Wap, also coming in from our uh, from the starting line. Starting, uh, yeah. Uh, he went two point two today. Um, oh, all the all the runs were charged to him. I see what happened. Mm. He came in. He gave up. Okay, uh, our pitcher was out after one point one innings. Okay, I missed this this morning. And then Fetty Wap came in and gave up four hits, four earned runs. <laughs> um, yeah, but Jennings, Ken Jennings, has an ERA of eleven point two five. Oh man! And then I mean, stick they're all to bad. stick to Jeopardy. And Suero is in right now. He's got six point one nine. I mean, is it, yeah, everybody's bad. Know. Yeah, um, but you're but it's but you have the starters and and I guess the, and this is kind of how I think the Cubs are viewing their bullpen situation because right now you still got uh, like you know uh, you remember last year when Strope pulled his hamstring in that extra inning game mm-hmm. in uh, DC. Uh, yeah, he he hurt himself, and then um, you, uh, we still don't have Morrow back. Um, you know, the, the, the bullpen is a, a little bit of uh, disarray right now, like losing your basically your back end almost completely. And um, I don't know, it doesn't seem like you have a back end at all, but it, I think it's working for the most part okay, despite some of those stats that I shared from Jose Orlando, because the starters have been so good. It, with right. the exception of maybe you Darvish, so you're really not asking. You don't have an overtaxed bullpen, first of all, and second of all, you have you know uh, you can use your your main guys for the most part, who aren't going to louse up as much as other dudes are gonna. So you're going to use your A pitchers in close games, and then when it's garbage time, you just throw out some loser that's on your team, right? <laughs> yes. So you got Scherzer, Strasburg. You picked up Patrick Corbin, who the Cubs are not going to see. You got, I, I want to fuck you like an Anibal Sanchez. <laughs> well, he went out today after 1.1. Yeah, so that didn't work out that well, unless maybe he's hurt, right? Yeah, he said he was hurt. Corbin yesterday uh, threw a beauty. He threw eight, eight innings against the Mets, was excellent. But, you know, you're going to see... Our our bullpen is working hard today, so you're gonna you're gonna get a team tomorrow that put together eight bullpen innings in the previous day. Okay, well that's good so for the far, Cubs. Sanchez, Fetty, Jennings, Miller, Bearclaw, and Suero have all pitched in this game, and there's still two innings left. Wow, you might we might see you know a little bit of shuffling of your roster too. With the Nationals are playing at home, they're staying at home. Mm-hmm. I I can see wherever your AAA squad is, like they're probably getting a phone call right about now. If uh, if all these guys pitched, if you have anybody you can send down to get a fresh arm, you probably Absolutely. will get it. Yeah. So um, so maybe even more guys you never heard of, Johnny. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, 
It's like a witness protection program. So uh, comparatively, uh, moving on, uh, neither team is going to give up a lot of home runs. They're both in the bottom third. Cubs are seventh in walking guys, so that's not as bad as it was. Nats are just about average in in, uh, giving up walks. I imagine most of it's the bullpen, right? And um, uh, the Washington, they do strike out a ton of batters, uh, and that is probably mostly your starters. Um, And one thing I looked at because of what I was just saying about, you know, the starters going deep in games, that the Cubs are currently second in innings pitched by starters, and they played less games than most teams. Because wow. of off days and a, and a rain out, so so yeah, it's, we're we're uh, relying on those dudes, and it, it seems like Davey Martinez out in Washington can't. No, no. So defensively, you talked about how these guys uh, stink. I I like uh, what. Do you want to tell me what uh, Davey Martinez said about them? <laughs> yeah, the the other night he every night he does a press conference and says that everything is fine. It's wild. But he was talking about the mid-double play on the defense, and he was like, you have to make that play 10 out of 10 times. It's a professional play. But these are professionals. These are kids that are brought up, and that keeps happening. But after every game, after Rosenthal threw his four wild pitches and but lowered his ERA, Davey said, well, yeah, you know, he's, uh, he's improving. Yeah, I mean, that sounds exactly like what everybody's saying about you, Darvish, who who went out there last night and he struck out 11, which is always going to be impressive. The Cubs lost the game. Wasn't necessarily his fault. He kind of started to lose it right when he always, well, sometimes he loses it right from the beginning of the game, but this time he lost it where he usually loses it in like the fifth, you know, and that, and that was it. But like every time, like, they're like... That was great, you Darvish. Here's a chocolate <laughs> bar and a trophy. You're so good at baseball. You're doing great. And he's like, I could do better. And they're like, no, that was fine. You're doing good. You keep out there and you just keep – it's like, you know, and I get it. You don't want to be overtly negative with your own guys because you have to go out there and you got to believe it, that you can win every single ball game that you go to play, right? Sure. So you're not going to be like, you know, rip rip your team apart like, you know, you know maybe – uh you know, our, our good old friend, uh, you know, Lee Elia. But he was talking to the press, not his team. In fact, he was protecting his team when he when he said all those things back in that press conference. So, I don't know. So, it sounds like they're not – I'm, I'm really thinking that defensively uh, the Cubs are going to take a lot of advantage. But I will say this. You have six less errors than the Cubs do. Not present. So, it, yeah, so it's not like the well, Cubs... Everything has to error. Like, there's just mistakes where they just don't pull it off. You know, it's not not an error necessarily, but just mental... Like, yesterday, there was a fly to second base the man on, and had the second baseman for the Nats let it drop, he would have gotten a double play. Right. But, you know, he he caught it. He was all proud of himself that he caught it, and you know, everyone's yelling like, "No, they, yeah, they should have let it drop." So things like that that aren't necessarily represented in the E column, right? It's just right, but they are represented in another column, the loss column, the loss column, and also this column. column, column. 
The Nationals have the worst dur in the major leagues. Really? And I don't even know what dur is, and I've been on this podcast 11 times. It's the defensive efficiency ratio. Basically, like, how many outs your defense gets. You basically subtract anything that they can't do anything about, like a home run, a strikeout, and a walk. And then everything else is... worst. And they're the worst. So they're just not getting the outs straight up. I mean, the Cubs uh, are ninth in Durr. Not necessarily. Well, it's not about deep heating. They they were the best defense in 2016. And this year, you know, not so much. They're ninth. But they are above 700. And 700 is what we've decided on this show means good. <laughs> okay. Good. So. But, hey, uh, would you before, just because he's an ex-Cub. And in Dusty, you trustee, but now in Martinez, you penis. Um, t- tell me about how we, he's doing over there. Like, eyeball test, all of it, you know, in actuality, the record certainly says it's not going well. Martinez is not doing well. And it's easy to second guess anyone, but a common mistake or problem that you're going to face tomorrow is that Scherzer will throw a lot of pitches, get a lot of strikeouts always gives up a home run in the first two innings. So you're, you're just going to have one on the board or two on the board. But then he gets into the sixth, into the seventh. He's at 110 pitches. And he, you know, his place will be coming up to bat. And Scherzer will knock it off the mound. He always says he has more to give. And they all do that. But yeah, but he's, he's really aggressive. And he's a great pitcher. And he's earned – he's awesome. I didn't but, think Huskies were that aggressive. I guess they, you know, if you're, they're just bred that way a little bit yeah. more. Sled dog, maybe? <laughs> I mean, you should see him in an avalanche. He will survive. <laughs> he will. <laughs> but, but it just seems that every time Martinez makes a decision, if, if he pulls him, then the next pitcher gives up a home run. If he doesn't pull him, then Scherzer gives up a home run. And I know you can't necessarily blame Martinez for that, but just watching it every time Scherzer pitches. I mean, Scherzer has a losing record. He's one of the aces in the league. You're going to see him tomorrow. He's two and four. And so much of it comes down to he's losing three to two, four to two. You know, he'll he'll give up the two runs early. Then he'll be great down the stretch, tons of strikeouts. But he's constantly pitching 110, 120 pitches into the seventh. So... That's been a problem. Mar- Martinez is frustrating. And uh, I see that you put down some uh, this note about uh, don't waste your best solid contact on balls pulled foul. Uh, that's what he's trying to tell your offense. Well, like, that's what? what he heard from Joe Madden. Right. Joe Madden was always saying, like, just get singles. Use the middle of the field. You know, because so much of baseball right now is the Bryce Harper, you either head of a home run or you strike out. Yeah, or walk. You know, yeah. Or walk. And so it's like, just get a single. Get a single. You know, there's all that. And um, the team is not listening to Martinez. So they say that one of the keys, you can talk about it, but one of the keys to the Cubs winning the World Series was listening to Joe and using the middle of the field, just getting hits. 
the Nationals aren't doing it. Like they just they're not listening to Martinez. So you think there is a problem of leadership? I think top. so. Yeah. 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 And the other thing is, um, you know, so it's speculated upon every day, like who is the problem? And this is in any city. But um, one columnist was pointing out in defense of our general manager that in the last eight years, only two teams have more wins than the Nationals. So even though it looks so dire, he did put together a decade of winning teams. But talking about Dusty, who they fired without having a replacement, he had a 95-win season and a 97-win season. Martinez, over a season and a half, is at 98. So he's it's taken him a season and a half to get as many so as Dusty. Even the Dusty land, yeah, wow. And he's lost 104. Wow, so he's got no, a losing He's record. a losing manager. Yeah, and, you know, it's funny that you'd – you know, talk about like the luck of the bullpen of, you know, that it's been bad luck of, you know, when to pull them, when to put them in. That's one thing that I feel like Joe Madden was either brilliant at last year <laughs> right, or lucky. And it really is hard to know because you can't know what would have happened had you left somebody in. But I will, but I know that, you know, Davey Martinez being Joe's bench coach, he'll probably at least have a reason why he change pitchers there sure, or did exactly. the double switch or whatever it is because i you know analytics even the old dudes <clears throat> excuse me even the old dudes are learning it and being like oh that worked pretty well he did strike out the side how about that <laughs> you know i never would have thought that the righty righty matchup would be good but there it was <laughs> you know it's like so um all right well let's get into uh rakes flakes throws and blows and i'd like to get your answer as soon as i play the sound bite so i picked up this rake at home depot and of course i have to play this one do you remember making that johnny i do <laughs> I, I i pitched it down for fun so anthony rendon that's not, that's not my high <laughs> no voice. yeah no no, I, I listen back to the podcast and I'm like, I think I need to use that harmonizer the whole time. I sound like a little. Boy. How about this one? <laughs> there you go. That's more of my range. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Anthony Rendon's your best hitter, right? Yeah, he's uh he's doing great back from the Illinois, and um, we're happy to have him. But also Howie Kendrick, um, is doing well. So you're going to see the two of them usually in the three and four position or. Um, if if you get Turner back, it, well, Soto is back too. So our three, four, and five are doing well. Um, but definitely Rendon, he's our raker. Yeah. And now, uh, how about your? F- I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge flaker. days. Remember them? Who's your flaker? Well, a lot of our flakers have been sent down in the last week. So um, we had Michael A. Taylor who um, was striking out something like 48% of his at-bats, um, and he finally got sent down. He I'm he like, had a, a Little League um, home run last year in the playoffs. Um, how about uh, Dozier? He's striking out a lot, too. Dozier is terrible. Oh, yes. it looks like he's he's sitting today. Yeah, batting um, 187. 187. And he touched 200 last week, and then now he's back down. Um, so I think... You're going to see – I'm really interested in this weekend because the parts are all coming back together. There's a lot of people just in the last five games coming off of the injured list. And so 
if they get as hot as they were before they got hurt, and we're talking about Rendon, Soto, Kendrick, Turner. I mean, we've got four major pieces back into the lineup. Um, so most of the flakes have been optioned. Well, you, I mean, and I do think, I mean, I don't know, the Nationals, can they win the East this year? I mean, they'd have to, I mean, they've they've dug themselves a little bit of a hole here, but it's not insurmountable, but that what they need is, you know, the other teams not to get hot, you know, like Philadelphia can never get hot, you know, exactly. like, right, right, right. And then you can get in Atlanta can't get hot. You know, the Mets can't go in a roll. So you got like not it's all surmountable. Right. But I'm just saying, you know, if you think it's just injuries, then it's interesting that, you know, that you've got dudes really underperforming right now and a couple guys doing great. And then, you know, can they put it together with the starting staff? You're going to need to trade for a bullpen, yeah, we At don't have point. an eighth inning guy. If we could get, we we have three great starters. If these guys come back healthy and get some runs, what we're really lacking is like a solid setup pitcher, and we we have nothing to give away for it. <laughs> they're they saying they don't. I mean, they'd have to trade away some of the decent batters to get a setup or a pay, guy or or a starter. Yeah, there has been talk of Stras. You know, maybe. Ditching Strasburg. Well, it all depends, right? If you're sellers, because if if uh, Rizzo, not to be confused with Anthony Rizzo, you're, but Rizzo, the uh, general general manager, manager of the of the Nationals, it all depends if he's gonna like open up the pocketbook or you know, well, I don't know what he's gonna do. He might actually just sell off, rebuild, get some dudes, you know. Try to try it again next year, but there's been talk of blowing it up. There's also another thing. I don't have any of the information in front of me, but um, and I don't know how the salary cap works. Is that a baseball term? Well, that, it's not um, really that. It's a luxury tax that acts as a de facto salary cap. Yeah. Okay. So the Washington Nationals and the Baltimore Orioles um, went in together on a network uh, called Mazin, which I don't know what a Mid Atlantic Sports Network. So just like a lot of like the Cubs are doing. And so uh, it was uh, adjudicated this week in court that the Orioles had not paid their fair share, something to the tune of owing the Nats $100 million. And so um, there's been some speculation that that suddenly if a check is actually cut, the Nationals are going to have money to go out and shop for some players. I don't know if that's exactly how it would work. It you doesn't know? seem like that's how it works, yeah, yeah. right? Like, they can't be the same well, pool well, of money. In, in that way, like, you know, the fans could all, like, there's a lot of, there's, you know, let's say, you know, 10 million Cub fans. So, like, we need a better reliever. Everybody put in $2, you know, like, and then we just right, go buy exactly, one. Like, exactly. I don't think that's how it works, but. That's why I say the luxury tax, like, I'm sure it has something to do with it, but there has been some speculation that it could impact the trade deadline. Well, we know your starters are good pitchers, but uh, do you have anybody in the pen that can throw it up, motherfucker? Anybody? Is there anybody we should be nervous to see? No, there's not anyone. I really mean that. There's not anyone that comes in that you should fear or that I would have any trust in to get three outs. So here's the Cubs game plan. Just foul off pitch after pitch after pitch from Scherzer and Strasburg. Yeah. Just foul them off. I don't care. Like, just get some wood on the bat. Get him tired. Bullpen comes in. Success. Absolutely. Even even if you don't want to be there all day, just 
get struck out. Like get Scherzer up to 14 strikeouts at, you know, five pitches per bat. And uh, get him out of the game by the seventh. He'll be out. Yeah, he'll be out early, and then you can you can score six in the eighth. Well, and your I, bullpen's been bad for a couple of years now too, because I mean we took like one of your only good guys, Kinsler, and then he was bad for us. But he's good for us this year. Absolutely. So nobody. So uh, blows. It's I guess it's pretty much all of them. But I'll still. You just put your lips together and blow. <laughs> <laughs> They're all bad. They're all They're bad. All bad. All I'd like right. to say briefly that it's been the, – the Nats have not been in existence long, a little over a decade, and they've been contenders most seasons, made the playoffs often. I have enjoyed them losing. There's no stress. I don't, I don't fret over like a single game like this one will determine the division. I'm just like, yeah, they lose. And then when they win, it feels great. It's no, I, I get you, man. I was I was at a, a couple hundred lost seasons not too long ago for the Cubs, and it kind of like made me a bigger fan of the team. Yeah, I mean, and Cubs are always famous for losing, of course, you know. But um, but you know it, and but I was never like upset because I expected them to suck, and so when they would win, and especially if they would like put up big numbers and like somehow win 10 to 2, I don't even know if they did that once in 2013, I don't know <laughs> if it happened, but like it would be so much fun, and when you sang the song, the Go Cubs Go song, you know, it's when you only get to sing it 60 times, and really at home, like maybe only 30 times, you know, you got to figure uh, that's a lot different than singing it 80 times a year, you know? Yeah. It just it it has less of a because now it's true. There's an entitlement that comes with winning too much, and I know that Cub fans are right there. But hey, I don't see why not. Chicago's always been a great baseball town. It's a kind of supports two baseball teams plus like uh, minor league teams in the area and the Chicago Dogs, where Big Z is hopefully pitching tomorrow night. Get your hat. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get my hat and my hot dog costume, and I hope to see you all there. But, you know, in a big market town like this, I'm just kind of like, we deserve to have a really competitive team year after year. I don't think we need to be the 27 Yankees, you know, every year Mm -hmm. um, to be competitive. But I think when you look around your division and you see who you got to beat, you should react accordingly and at least be have the tools to get there. Everybody will understand that, you know, there are injury years and stuff, but I do not ever want to go back to that rebuild year so if you do go back to rebuild year you should actually move back to washington dc so you could just go to the games for a dollar and you know get in with like the 'er ne'er-do-wells that can afford to spend their time (laughs) watching day baseball at nationals park if that That has that has been a fun idea that the the management is going to have to go to a uh, you know buy six tickets and they're free until the Nats win or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they're already kind of doing it. I'm on their mailing list and I see that in especially during the week it's it's pretty uh inexpensive. But I we don't get any of the promos in this in this series, but Johnny, you know, year after year after year we've been betting on this season series. It starts tomorrow. Uh, granted, I've I've got a bit of an advantage this year. That hasn't seemed to matter in years past as much. You know the the advantage that I've 
I mean, I think we've been pretty evenly matched the last few years, met up in the playoffs and all that. So I don't know if you want to place a wager this year. We can win. I'm not afraid of you. I mean, do, do you want some kind of handicap or should I wait it in your favor? It was just like winning the game, you know? Uh, I, it's just it's the um, it's the season series, right? Yeah, and I guess if we just do it every year, then it will come and go in you know how, how good our teams are. But even bad teams in baseball can beat good teams any day of the week. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, uh, I don't have a bet first to do. Is I know everybody's waiting for a big announcement of what we're going to do this year. Um, we've had such great ideas. You know, we had the. The, my favorite, of course, is when you had to lead aerobics dressed as Richard Simmons outside of Dodger Stadium. None better. That was pretty much a, the most amazing thing. I, I laughed till I got a migraine headache. <laughs> it didn't go away till like a, the, that night. I was back at Dodger Stadium this last weekend being like, and I was standing here and I had a wig on and Danny was there and I had short shorts. And Stripey like- <laughs> shorts. Stripey Richard Simmons shorts and an afro. <laughs> so I figured let's because uh, we'll get some wild suggestions, I'm sure. So let's put it out to the, on the, up. On the ranters page and we'll pick the best one, you know. And um, so, uh, yeah, uh, that that brings us to the scavenger hunt. I got something for if I don't know if we have any local D.C. folk that listen to this, uh, but I know we've had some. In the past, we've had some people from that area that listen to the show. So, uh, and maybe some of you are traveling to these games because it's a weekend. I consulted the good old um, Roadside America app on my iPhone, and I saw that half a mile from Nationals Park lies a bronze plaque commemorating the place where the amputated leg of Ulrich Dahlgren. A Union soldier was entombed in the cornerstone of a foundry building after he had to have it cut off while fighting with Confederates in Hagerstown, Maryland. (laughs) You following me? Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) Okay. So apparently this guy was Papa Dahlgren. He took his son's amputated leg and he was building a foundry at the time. And he's like... Hey, uh, throw my son's leg there in the cornerstone there. Uh. Yeah, that'll hold things up real good. Real good. It used to hold my son up great. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to give Dolph Lundgren something to be real proud of. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. So then the foundry got torn down. Right? Wow. And in its place now stands a parking garage. Nobody knows where the leg is. Okay. <laughs> But the plaque remains. The plaque commemorating the place where the amputated leg was remains at the parking garage. Wait, Danny, I'm from that area. Is that that parking garage where when you put your money in, the gate that lifts is a leg? (laughs) Is that because... You know what? And now that I say that out loud, it probably is the same parking garage. Can you imagine, like, hey, final leg? He's like, hey, uh, we don't have one of those army things. Let's put the, let's put this skeletal leg remains. Don't back up. Might be tire damage, and you'll hit the leg. You hit the leg, and maybe the plaque commemorating the leg. 
But the bad news is that uh, <laughs> Ulrich <laughs> was killed in Richmond, Virginia, only eight months after his leg was amputated. So he has no idea we're talking about this on this show right now. He did a lot of traveling. They really did. He was in Richmond and Hagerstown and parking yeah. decks and foundries. Wherever the Confederates were, that's where Ulrich was. So hopping, hopping around. Can you? I'm imagine? hopping mad. <laughs> so, um, yeah. If you go to this plaque, take a picture of the plaque, and hashtag scavenger hunt. Uh, Sun Ranto. I know nobody's going to do this, but I just love that story so much. I wanted to share it on the show. <laughs> but if you if you do do this, I'll enter you twice. And right now, there's only two people entered. It's Carrie and Wendy. I forgot that Wendy was entered into this last time too. So how are they entered? They went to the plaque, or there's other ways of getting. No, them? there's other ways. Series by series, there's a new uh, scavenger hunt, and so hmm. you know, last I mean, Carrie, I believe, trolled Marlin's man. <laughs> and I think Wendy might have too, but but maybe it was. I think Wendy did something else though. I'll have to look back. I don't have it in my notes. But if anyone does this scavenger hunt, specifically this one, I will send them the Dodgers bobblehead I got at the game the other night. Ooh, that's worth like I don't know thirty bucks. It's thirty. It was thirty dollars on eBay. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the weather in DC. I don't think we're going to get rained out, which is nice because I know oftentimes it rains this time of year. Did you know that uh, D.C. for the last 365 days is the rainiest city in America? Wow. It's the Seattle of the East. That's what they call it. <laughs> in, since yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and it'll be warm, too. So, I mean, the ball might be jumping. 80s in the daytime. It's going to be 90s by Sunday. But all these games are at night. So, mm. um, but Yeah, game of the week. Yeah, it's game of the week again. This is our third one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was. I think th- they just. I was thinking about it. They must think that Cubs fans don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> basically, those are the two you know things that have gone up against one another. Yeah, and last week it was raining, and Wrigley was still passed, packed, and Game of Thrones was on. So, wow. But uh, yeah, the um, yeah they're all at night. It doesn't look like it's going to rain, but um, I did see that there is a high pollen count expected. So, Justin Verlander, if you happen to be uh, traded to one of these two teams, maybe you want to, like, bonk that trade. Did you, just to uh, avoid the allergies? Just to avoid the allergies. Have you seen? It's relentless. Dude, it's, I don't know if it's Al- Allegro or whatever the fuck he's trying to sell us. But Justin Ver- Verlander must be the most allergic person on earth. Because <laughs> I'm being bombarded with allergy ads constantly. Flonase, I don't know what the fuck. Didn't they used to have a B? Mm-hmm. And now they got a Verlander. So uh, game one of the series happens tomorrow. We got Camel Hole, 308 ERA, going out against Max Scherzer. This is a kind of a crafty veteran matchup here. Absolutely. Two and four uh, with a 364 ERA. Um, games on WGN. Then I'm going to point that out every time because it's not going to be much longer, folks. And um, uh, there are – it's so – I hate this. So many teams don't do promotions when the Cubs are in town because they know people are going to come anyway. Oh, interesting. They so save it for the Diamondbacks or something. Yeah. 
Uh, so there's a bunch of check-in offers and a discount on your food really? if you use Apple Pay. Just like corporate bullshit. No one wants that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like one lucky person wins a ball kind of thing, you know. Um, so last time Camel Hole went out there in, in that 15-inning game versus the Brewers, and he pitched seven of them. He gave up one run on three hits, and that's where it stood until Wilson Contreras hit a home run, one-to-one. Um, so cold was great. A very cold day at Wrigley. It would be totally different conditions at this game. Uh, he did pitch against Washington twice last year. Um, he lost the game when he gave up three through 5.1, and he won a game when he gave up one through seven. Oh. Ryan Zimmerman is injured, yes? He will not be playing. Yep. Well, he's got three homers. <laughs> no, in fact, Zimmerman kills the Cubs. Not not really, but he kills Lester, and he kills uh, and he kills Camel Hole. So you guess he he's good against elite pitching, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. But taken down by a wart. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah, whatever plant, whatever it is, we're just gonna say it's warts, genital <laughs> warts that you grow on your feet from from oh. ass fucking somebody with your toes. So uh, Max Scherzer last time he went out there, seven innings pitched, two runs on five hits, struck out seven, only two walks. I saw the Cubs twice last year. He won when he gave up three and pitched a complete game. Nice, and then he lost when he gave up zero through seven. Bullpen. Yep. And he struck out 11 both times. He's great. He's a strikeout machine, but yeah. you, you get him early, you'll you'll do well. Yeah. Um. Javier Baez, 0 for 10. Chris Bryant, 1 for 15. Woof. <laughs> um, Rizzo, Descalso, and Russell have homered off of him. So there is hope. Um. Going to take a little break in the action here because it's actually the next day after uh, recording with Johnny Onomatopoeia about the Washington Nationals. Uh, Patreon people got uh, their show ad-free because they subscribed at patreon.com slash sunranto. But that's not for you. Uh, for you is a commercial for mybookie.ag. Um, listen, I'm looking right here at the line. You got Hamels going against Scherzer in this game. It's tonight. The Cubs are plus 125. The Nationals are minus 145. I'm going to take Johnny's word for it that if we can get to uh, if we can get to Scherzer early, that we could uh, actually put up some runs and maybe win this game. Hamels has been great. The uh, offense of the Nationals is no good. You know, I'm going to put money on the Cubs in this game. Why the hell not? The spread's uh, one and a half. Over-unders eight. I don't know if I'd take that because it's not like the Cubs are scoring runs against the Reds. But, yeah, just put put five bucks on the Cubs tonight at mybookie.ag. Do it. Use promo code RANTHO. All right, we'll go back to the show now. Game two, John Lester. This is a national game. On Fox at 615. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's 3-1 and one with a 1.16. Leads the major leagues in ERA. Up against... 1.16? Yeah, what dude. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's, it, he's just killing it right now. Steven Strasburg, 3-3 uh, three and three with a 363. Um, there's a lot of threes in there. Um, uh, once again, uh, this time in your check-in offers, you can get 
Coca-Cola sunglasses, and everybody can get those. So if you're if it's uh, still sunny and you got sun-drenched seats, don't go buy those $40 sunglasses at the uh, you know gift shop. Um, get the free Coca-Cola ones, and you're saved, and you can thank and me you remember later. how people used to make fun of four-eyed folks with thick prescriptions by being like, nice Coke bottle glasses. Yeah, yeah. It looks like the Coca-Cola company has really embraced that. Yeah. And they're like, we're giving away Coca-Cola sunglasses. Yeah. Well, ever since, uh, you know. uh, Nerddom became cool. Yeah, yeah. Ever since uh, Big Bang Theory got popular. I'm going to wear these glasses to the Avengers movie. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Cue laugh, Kurt Track. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, last My sexuality is ambivalent. <laughs> well, it could be ambivalent. Oh. I was like, I don't care if I fuck. Um, uh, or I could just go to sleep. I don't know. I've got a big day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so Lester, last time he went out there, he gave up one run, though he did give up nine hits to uh, the potent offense of the Brewers. One walk, six strikeouts, uh, pitched into the seventh. Um, so he did pretty well. Uh, last year, he did not do so hot against the Washington Nationals. Maybe one of the worst starts of his career. Eight runs on nine hits in 3.2 innings. He gave up three home runs in that span. So that was not good. Ryan Zimmerman just kills him, but, oh, injured. That's too bad. Um, Hey, Danny, can I break in with some breaking news? Yeah, please. I know this is not how the podcast works, but I would like you to know that the Washington Nationals, who you're going to face tomorrow, yeah, had tons of hits yesterday. Nine hits, they won five to one. Today, they have twelve hits, winning uh, up seven to four. Brought in Doolittle in the ninth, oh. lights out Doolittle. Uh huh. He's already given up two runs in the top of the ninth. Oh, uh, we don't want him anymore. And the bases are loaded. Nationals is six. Oh yeah, I just I just turned it on seven to six. Nationals, two outs, two two count. Who's up to bat? Is that Broxton? Broxton. Key is oh key neon Keon bot Broxton. Yeah, I like Sean Dooley. He's got that red beard. He kind of looks like my friend Tony. I wonder if Tony. You know, I like your Tony. Struck him out. Game over. You might be behind me. Sorry if I ruined that for you. Sean Doolin, I want him again. Everybody exhale. How big can two out of three be on the 16th of May for the Nets? Pretty- All right. Well, Doolittle got out of it, but it just, I wanted to point out to your listeners that he's vulnerable. Oh, they all are, really. So, and, uh, you know, the Cubs offense is one of the best ones in the majors. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I just want to see the rest of the bullpen and feast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, Steven Strasburg, uh, the, the one-time phenom, I don't think you'd call him that anymore, um, no. six innings pitched last time versus the Dodgers, two runs on four hits, though, that's pretty good, he struck out seven. He's looked solid, you know, he's injury-plagued, that's his thing, is that he, you know, he's a phenom, and then he always misses four months in the middle of the season. So, uh, so far, we've been lucky that he's healthy and he's been doing pretty well. Yeah, we faced him only one time last year, the Cubs did, and got three runs. Two of them were earned through 5.1. So, I, 
I think the Cubs have done okay against Strasburg in the past. I, I don't think he's like, you know, setting any records against us. Um, uh, Jason Hayward, who's been in a terrible slump for the Chicago hey. Cubs, word, um, has a 994 OPS in 47 plate appearances, and he's seen him the most, so it's not really that small of a sample size. Mm-mm. He likes fa- facing Steven Strasburg, so hopefully that will be the kind of thing that gets him out of this slump because he's like at an over 20, some something like that, over 20. He's seen him the most. Baez, though, bad again, one for 14 against mm. him, as in an 0 for 10 against uh, Scherzer. Javi, I looked this up. He's worse against the Nationals, uh, according to OPS, than any other National League team. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Just, I mean, he's their crypt- his kryptonite. Then game three, Kyle Hendricks, he's three and four with a 286, just killing it right now. Three straight starts that probably would have could have been complete games. Uh, one of them was. Uh, against Jeremy Hellickson, who's two and two with a six ERA. This is a national game on ESPN, and uh, yeah, an- another slew of check-in offers. It's come on, come on, Nats, give something away. You're yeah, fourth just, place. Yeah. Let's go. And out a sweatshirt. Yeah. So last time, uh, Kyle Hendricks gave up one run. It was a homer to Joey Votto. Only three hits. Um, which he made up for by getting three hits in this game. Oh my, he did? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, everybody was shocked. Like, first we were, like, shocked he got two hits. He had never had a three-hit game, his first one. He wow. he gave up his first walk in the last three games, and he struck out seven. So he's absolutely killing it right now. If it wasn't for the super shitty April he had starting out this year, um, he would no doubt be the Cy Young, or not the Cy Young, but the ERA leader, as opposed to Lester. Or maybe they'd be neck and neck, but he'd be right there. Um, so, uh, yeah, last time he went out there, he was great, um, but uh, it's still Kyle Ryan and C-Sheck had to finish it off for him. Um, Hendricks beat the Nationals twice last year, uh, but he it wasn't games like this. In 11 total innings, he did give up six runs, but only three were earned. So apparently the Cubs were kicking it around in those games. Mm. Adam Eaton. Now, is he injured? Is he one of the guys? Or is he no, in he's there? Back. He right. was injured and he's back. Well, he likes the slow stuff because Eaton has a couple of homers off of him. But just be glad that Ryan Zimmerman is injured. Dang. He's 0 for 18 against Hendricks. So he's great against uh, Hamels and Lester, but just terrible against Hendricks. Weird. I I, yeah. I just always look for those outliers. Like, how does this guy, he's like over 26 against this one pitcher, but he has a 300 career batting average. <laughs> like, it's just so strange how that goes. Hellickson, well, against the Mets, he that was the loss, right? Five runs on six hits, four walks, three strikeouts through five. Yeah. Um, we did see him last year, and we didn't do that great. I mean, we got two runs on zero hits. Okay? And this is how it happened. He, he, went, he lasted 5.2. He got the first two outs in the sixth. Then he walked the bases loaded. <laughs> and then in comes who the fuck ever, Solis. And Hayward singled in two. Hey. That's how he gave up his two. Two Man. runs on no hits. So weird line. Uh, Cubs won the game three to two. 
So um, looks like we could have lost that one pretty easy. Um, Daniel Descalso's decent off of him. Rizzo is 0 for 9, despite the fact that Hellickson's a righty. So that's kind of strange. Yeah, they were saying um, on the Nats broadcast that that Sunday game is going to be a festival of sliders. That that both those pitchers, yeah, Hendricks and Hellickson are, you know, they're not smoking it in there. That's going to be a lot of slow pitches coming in. Yeah, is that yeah. True? yeah. No, I, I, I that is exactly what's going to happen. But according to the stats here, Hendricks is going to do it a little better <laughs> than, <laughs> Agreed. than Hellickson's gonna. Um, but you know, I think these first two games are great. You know, it got Strasburg, Lester, uh, Camel Hole versus Scherzer. Like, you know, I can see you're facing. We're facing your two best guys. You're facing our best three guys. I don't even know if you have a best three guys. We have Corbin, Corbin. So yeah, so we're not, so we're not seeing everybody that you got. So I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see what happens in this series, and um, you know, as always. Uh, we will, it'll, it'll count. It'll count not only in the standings, but in our lives and our, our future embarrassment by our wager. That's right. Of this I, team. I can't wait to find out. I've got a suggestion for you guys. Oh, you and your feet. I didn't know you had. Uh, yeah. Uh, a cup Stradamus, your feet are especially nasty right now. So would you mind just giving your poem and getting out of here? But I've got a suggestion first about what you guys should bet on for uh, this season series. Now, I already know who's going to win. Facebook page, Cubstradamus. Well, I I thought, you know, I I don't really do Facebook. I'm really more of a MySpace guy. You know, I kind of never gave that up. Uh, Yeah, whatever. I bet. Yeah, okay. So uh, just give us your suggestion if it'll get you out of here faster. Okay. Um, So I'm thinking that just like... In ancient Greece, uh, that if there was a dispute between uh, two rival teams, uh, they'd just fight to the death with spears. You're suggesting, Cups of Dramas, that Danny and I fight to the death I don't with think, spears? Yeah, I don't think you know how gambling works. <laughs> like, Wait, but, but it wouldn't even... So the outcome would be the same. We'd still fight with spears regardless of which team wins? Yeah, but one of you would die. That's the difference. Yeah, but no, no but someone would die either way. Like the, the spears. D- does the winning uh, about, person uh, get a sharper spear or something? Don't, don't ask him questions. He'll stay longer. No, I'm really. <laughs> I need to hear this out. Uh, how about how about we just fight with Britney Spears? That'll do. Oops, you've done it again, Danny. Well, I've done it again, too, because I've written a poem predicting the future. Cubs fans hope Darvish gets better, because Theo paid him a ton of cheddar. Coming in in first place from the land of cheesesteaks are the mm-hmm and Jake Arietta. Who is it? Darvish? No, it's it, he's talking about the Phillies. Correct. Wow. He actually pre- he oh my god, Cubs Jobs, you're amazing. You predicted a pitching matchup that I heard about Monday. Yep. You're welcome. Cubs Jobs.
That's not a prediction. He thinks he's predicting things, and he's really just looking at the schedule. It's we, I've been trying to get rid of him. You know, I, I stopped paying him a while ago because I told him, I'm like, we're going to have to let you go. And he just, and I've had this conversation like five times, and he just won't, no, more, 12 times at least. And he just keeps showing the fuck back up. We've not told him when we're recording. Apparently, he can figure that out. I, I don't get why he's here anymore. I was going to ask you this. It seemed a little personal. But since you're pulling the curtain back about how the podcast works, are you put off at all that he's been called as an expert defense witness by Burger Shats? <laughs> and I was shitting on myself. So don't shit on me. Uh, don't shit on me because you shats on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can guarantee that if uh, for all your divorce needs, go to shit burgers. Uh, no, it's. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm super excited about this matchup. It's uh, who the Cubs should have signed versus who the Cubs signed. And, you know, that's going to drive everybody fucking crazy. So, like, I'm really looking forward to it. Because anything to make people lose their minds, I'm I'm all about. I'm sure you were so excited to see Bryce Harper play the Nationals. And like every time you struck his ass out, you're like, "Fuck you, Harper!" Like that's what oh, it's gonna great. be. Like, you know, I want to get I want to see Arietta get blown up, but also cheer him. But you you probably didn't cheer Harper at all. Did the Nats, I, Nats fans boo him? They did, and it was lame. It was super lame because. It takes two to tango. The The Nationals organization never gave him a, a real offer. A real offer, yeah. He never did. And that gets buried in it. And I know that I'm anti-Harper, but I'm only anti-Harper because he didn't run out didn't run out to first when he hit balls. And he, like, I didn't like him because I just don't like him. I don't dislike him because he wanted to get as much money as he could get, that doesn't bother me at all. He has a value and he's trying to get the value for it. And in exchange, the Nationals never gave him a real offer. They, According to Bryce, which I think is real, they slipped him a piece of paper and then they didn't call him for three months. And it was... Anyway, I've got nothing against Bryce. I just don't miss him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, booing anyone is weird. And, And by the way... Let Philly fucking boo him because they're they're, they're stuck with his ass now for 13 years. <laughs> yes. 13 years of boo. The boo birds are out. That's what they say. Yeah. Well, at area, well, it'll seem like we're saying you at this game. <laughs> Arietta's like, wow, they're cheering for you, Darvish. Not booing. They're not youing, they're, they're booing. booing. So I bought some ticks. Uh, it's still pretty cheap. I expect that this game's going to get popular at some point. And so if you want to go, I'd go on StubHub and use the link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. That's what I did. And uh, I believe I got 50 cents off <laughs> by by being by getting a cut. Exactly. So you I, got your own 50 cents. I got cents. my own cut. Yeah, I got my own 50 cents. So yay me. Wish I was the middleman too. That'd be great. So, so Danny, do we pick? Uh, I've heard your podcast before. Do we guess who's going to win the games? You know, we kind of stopped doing that because we never went back and actually paid attention to who actually did end up winning the games. Good. But but we can. 
What's no, your prediction? I'm, I'm no, I like that. Move on. <laughs> I'm gonna say the Cubs take two or three, though. Yeah, me too. Um, and I, I think and I think you're gonna win Friday and Sunday. I think we win. I think we eat the meatloaf starting Saturday. I think we win Saturday, Sunday. I think we lose on Friday. The Nats are on a roll. I mean, no joke. They've gotten like 20 hits in the last two games. So they're coming in with hot bats. Yeah. So uh, but how we do usually end the show is with uh, these flexing cubes, the TFCs. And I, I forgot to tell you or remind you to, to have one maybe available about a Nationals fan losing their mind mm. um, and not having um, you know any uh, sense of reality while they lose their mind about their team. Um, but... Uh, you know, I just kind of want to, you know, g- go back to this, uh, how we started the show. Let's hear it again. The dawn's early light. What's so Hendrix grabs his lip. All right, we'll stop there because that's probably the worst of it. Um, So uh, somebody two years ago, right at that moment, writes, uh, she was she was pretty pitchy. I agree with that. 19, <laughs> 19 people uh, upvoted that one. Um, but, pitchy. but just four hours ago, Brandon writes, looks like your typical cheating wolf. <laughs> <laughs> because he spelled wife frogs. Wow, typical. <laughs> typical wolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just corrects it. Sometimes, you know, you'd see the typo and it's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ben Zobris, stupid cheating wolf. Come back, Benny. Come back to the Cubs. We love you. And uh let's end the show with a little oh, I've got one. Oh you oh you got one? Oh, I almost this forgot. Is, this is tweeted one minute ago. Ooh by a Nats fan. The Nationals, I I know that bullpens and dugouts and locker rooms and boys will be boys and they act like they're teenagers a lot of times, these professional adult athletes. The Nationals do this thing that makes me nuts where they throw cabbage, rip up cabbages in the locker room after a win. Like, anyway, just... Any day of the week doesn't matter, and they're they're all I can think about is the poor people that have to come in and clean that up. It's like, come on. So, Janine C. tweeted two wins in a row, almost unheard of. No cabbages, just win tomorrow. <laughs> I, so I, that's my flexing cube. Yeah, is Jan, does the C and Janine C. stand for cabbage? Because maybe those are her relatives they're tearing apart. She's yes. actually just a head of cabbage. She's mourning. <laughs> She's mourning. Stop killing my cabbage family. <laughs> yeah. Now, cabbage patch kids, ripping those apart, I can get behind. Oh, yeah. And especially if you got them off of eBay. Yeah. So on that note, uh, thanks. Uh, good luck, Johnny. It was uh, Thanks for coming on. We'll have to do it again after the series. And, you know, one of us will be crying in our beer. And we'll be crying into Doolittle's beard. Into Doolittle's uh, micro-brewed beard made with his artisanal honey. 
I'm looking forward to what your listeners want us to do for the bet. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm gonna put. Something on the Ranters page. I'm gonna that's Sunranto Ranters on Facebook. Uh, you gotta join it if you're not on it already. And, I am not. And uh, maybe I'll put some on Twitter too because uh, that really opens it up. <laughs> that opens it up in a way that maybe I don't want to. But let's go there. <laughs> I think I think someone from the Zobrist family is gonna be like, "You do need to claw each other's eyes out, eyes out, <laughs> and then die." <laughs> so, um, Spagog. Slanoitanog. <laughs> All the out of town baseball fans juggle and scoff when they see Wrigley's bathrooms and pee in the trough. I guess they must be pee shy and posing. Troughs hold a secret that nobody knows. Cause when the game's ended, guess where the pee goes? Did you ever consider that maybe perhaps they reuse what you pee and then fill up the taps? The Budweiser taps! No Budweiser. Tastes like 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.